Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, in the last episode, we were talking about Wolfpack, and we were talking about um, the angsty kind of teenness of it, and how that also related to the Willow show. Yeah. Um, we talked about Willow before. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were kind of telling me about it and like sort of how you were feeling mm-hmm. about it. I finished it this morning. Okay. Um, there are definitely several moments that make no sense and that would have easily been fixed and made the show much better. One is where the like Alora and Kit are like teen angstily yelling at each other, but there's like lava and shit and rocks like, falling. And I'm that... like, could you could could no? No, and like it's not even about necessarily the angst itself because I can acknowledge I'm a 40 year old man. Like, I'm not going to relate to all all the teen angst in it, but like it's not realistic that they'd be in such a dire situation where they're literally inside of like a volcano where they're about to die. They're dodging lava falling. And they stop to, yeah, yeah, they they stop to to fight about something so silly and they're like whining and screaming at it and like, it just it just it took me out of it. It took me yeah, out of the what scene. About, what about like um they get past all the lava and shit and then start arguing? Yeah. And because of that fight, she gets pushed back onto it. Right. That would have saved it right there. Like totally. come on. Totally. Like, or, it was just it, it was just come on. Like um, or like or it'd be like if they're standing there yelling at each other and the other people are like, We're not doing this. And like they go just pick right, them up and run. Up and be and like, right. You totally. guys gotta stop. Like we're not mm-hmm. yelling here. Like that would be I'd be like, thank you, because it was making right. me feel just anxious. Like, uh, why are yeah. you doing this? So yeah. then they move on to like the second to last episode. And in this episode, they're like crossing this like kind of frozen ocean in like this weird boat thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a chase scene that I actually found kind of thrilling and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's like shot really well. It's really, That's kind of nice. Yeah. The thing that I didn't like was that the guy, the the like night guy Borman or whatever, he has this like magical armor thing. Mm-hmm. And they're being chased by, like, some creepy demon and this changeling bird thing. Right. And the night girl is like, use the weapon, use the armor, whatever. And he literally says, "Um, no, it's not the right time. And I'm like, they're, you're about, they're about to fucking kill you. Yeah. Like, what do you, when is the right, right. time? Right. And I was just like, are, because little Guatemalan kid with a flute... <laughs> kills the bird and i'm like right. so then you're useless with this armor we don't even need you yeah right and i was like come on what would have saved it sorry i can't help not thinking about this but how about he tries to use it and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for him right which Wouldn't is that what have a... made it just even more like oh this is meant for someone else right which is eventually what happens in the story thank but you could have been right then and there yes because there's no reason why he wouldn't try to use there's it. no reason searching why for he it wouldn't. he wants to use it he yeah. could have been like this is my moment right <laughs> and then it doesn't happen that would have yeah. saved it right there yep so it was just a little annoying that episode is beautiful in the way that some of the special effects show the magic and whatnot mm-hmm. but um it shows her training and then it also shows like I don't remember his name, Guatemalan kid with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like learning magic too. Um, but I thought it would have been way cooler and more in like the way that you add intensity isn't isn't by like, oh, they're fighting and there's lava and rocks falling all around mm-hmm. them. It would be, in my opinion, it would be like, oh, what if what if Willow is like no, you're not the sorcerer that's supposed to do the magic here. That's Alora. Mm-hmm, but she right. doesn't feel the same way. So she's teaching him in secret. Right. 
that creates tension between her and Willow, right. him and Willow, mm-hmm. like, you know, and then he ends up helping and saving, you know, who knows? Right, right. It would have been so much better for the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the way they ended the series, the the season, sure. if there's going to be another season, I hope that it will be more focused on this, like, impending battle mm-hmm. and less on our angsty teen feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It really does not carry the story at all. Cause if you're going to be doing an epic fantasy tale, you can't have these long scenes of them of like angsty teens talking about their feelings for each other. I think you have moments that like you can capture that can say all of that. And we know that it's underlying and all the things that are happening, but you don't have yeah. to spend so much time on it. Because it just honestly slows the pacing down and it doesn't get you more invested at all. It just makes you more annoyed. Well, um, not to compare it to, you know, like Game of Thrones or whatever, but Arya and Sansa and, you know, didn't, like they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just because it's about teenagers doesn't mean it has to be this like, I don't know. It felt C- very CW type. Yes, show. it felt very CW. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's my yeah Willow review. Um, <laughs> there's a couple shows I watched that I don't need to say a ton about. Mm-hmm. One of them was I think it's on Hulu. It's called Web of Death. <laughs> okay, and that's for like all my true crime uh, people out there. But mm-hmm. it, what was interesting about this series, I think it's like six episodes, but it's about like regular, normal, everyday people who end up solving real murders. Okay. And that was kind of cool because it's like, well, then I started Googling this and I started looking up at this. Are these real stories? They're real stories. Okay. So that was kind of interesting. Um, the first episode is about this, like this guy, African-American guy who um, like had very little education. This poor guy had to like leave school in sixth grade to like help his mom work. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and so, so he ends up winning the lottery, like $30 million. Whoa. And then a month later disappears. Whoa. And, people are like someone did something to him so it's about a group of people on the internet who are like no we have to find out what happened to this guy this isn't right that's crazy um so each episode is about a different case that's a really kind of i don't know i found it kind of thrilling and i watched it around the same time i was watching um this new show on peacock called poker face yeah michael was just talking about that okay it's incredible so it's by the same guy it's by ryan johnson who did like knives out Mm mm-hmm and it's um, it's just about Natasha Leone, who's like this girl that works in a casino. And um, for some reason, she can just tell if you're lying to her. Okay. So like sometimes someone will say something and she'll just go bullshit. <laughs> like under her breath, she'll be like, I know you're lying. Yeah. But what that does is that leads her to solving a whole bunch of different murders, like murder she wrote kind of. Cool. But because she's wanted for something that I won't tell you about. Mm-hmm. What I found thrilling about this show was that typically when there's a procedural show about murders, you're dealing with the police or a detective or, you know, you've caught the bad guy. So then you call the police. She can't do any of that. So how do you solve a murder and get justice for people if you can't involve the police or detectives at all? Or be connected to any of it. Right. Because there's someone coming after her. So she doesn't even want a photo taken of her. She doesn't, mm-hmm. she's like, she's on the run the whole show. And it's really, really good. Um, and because every episode is like a different case, 
Mm-hmm. There are a ton of guest stars. Like the first episode had Benjamin Bratt and Adrian Brody. Fun. Chloe Sevigny is in an episode. Um, Judith Light is another episode. Like it was really, it's really fun. I love Judith um, Light's like career where she keeps popping up in a random. Did stuff. you see the menu? Yes, that's what oh I was my thinking gosh. of. Oh, okay. I loved that movie. I don't I, know if I would say I loved it, but I did. I, I, watched, I appreciate you did. I've watched the end where she requests different food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched yeah. that scene like 10 times. Yeah. I don't know. Again, if if there's something that made me like really, what, what like I found that to be a great setup and great payoff, that scene. So maybe I didn't love the whole movie. Sure. But because I found that part to be really rewarding, I was like, okay, I really like this. And I was ex- of course, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I was expecting more of like a glass onion because of the cast and like, sure. it felt like it was going to be like a more lighthearted movie and it was the opposite it, it was really wasn't yeah very dark very disturbing a look like pretty dreadful feeling and i just I, wasn't prepared for that i have re- respect for cooks and chefs and whatever but i do find that a lot of the portrayals of them come with a lot of pretension yes a lot of self-importance I like I can't stand watching what's his face blonde chef guy scream at someone about like a soup or something. I'm like, right. girl, yeah, calm it down. Mm-hmm. And so I love that spoilers, guys, in this movie, this guy, you know, she's like she basically says, like, your food sucks mm-hmm. and you don't cook with love, mm-hmm. cook with obsession and pretension. And yeah, you know, she, she has a great where She's like, and the worst part is I'm still fucking hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That was really great because she finds this character finds a way to really like not get at this guy but like he you know the uh, spoilers all these people are basically kind of all trapped in this room and when she orders different food Mm -hmm. and then asks him if she can get it to go right i was like oh girl like it was so good because then he couldn't deny her the experience right right of that she was requesting yeah and and that she paid for yeah it was good i liked it so yeah i don't know I but, mean, but I, I do think a lot of people expected like a knives out kind yeah. of movie i i mean i worked in fine dining high-end mm. restaurants in new york city in hell's kitchen and the chef was voted the best chef in new, new york he got the james beard award for it we had oh wow uh, you know, food critics there. I mean, we had the head of the Italian mafia having lunch there every day. Like, I, and I was a front waiter. So the movie was very satisfying to like a niche group of servers mm-hmm. where I can see that they have cast or they have written these roles to be the exact uh, stereotypes of people who come to those restaurants. Yeah. So how many times did I serve uh, Nicholas Holt's character who was just like such a foodie and identified as a foodie and was over the top obsessed and wanted to know every little thing about every little part and or like a John Leguizamo who's just a famous person and wants to pay for some you know it's really funny because John Leguizamo was playing the famous person and I have waited on John Leguizamo mm-hmm. in real life there in that go. restaurant being the famous person <laughs> in that restaurant so I was like Literally, I've done this to you specifically. Yeah, how funny. Um, and then Judith Light and her husband, that that was like, because we were like, we had kind of an older crowd because mm-hmm. um, it was Italian seafood and it just wasn't like the young hip spot. But like we had a lot of, a lot of really, really rich old people who this is all they did is just eat out at fancy restaurants and they're so used to it, they don't appreciate any of it. 
and they're just like whatever this is my dinner and you're just like yeah. this is the best food you will ever have or that like most people will ever have and this table right next to you is somebody who you know has been saving money for years to come yeah. you know have their 20th wedding anniversary here and they're like you know celebrating something so monumental and it's like you want to give them such a good experience but then there's these other people who just like don't give a shit yeah um and then there's the people like uh anya taylor joy who just is like i don't care about any of this and whatever so yeah. it was satisfying to see all these things and like you know that the kitchen was a place i wasn't allowed to enter as a server i wasn't allowed to speak to the chef i had to go through the sous chef or go through a runner or um so, so that's the role that I really liked was Hong Chow. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, you know, the she's a terrific actress. She's and amazing. She, so she is the reason to watch that movie. I think mm -hmm. it's called Downsizing. Mm. Scott and I watched that movie and we cried because of mm -hmm. her role. But yeah. she was also, I think, in that Watchmen TV show. Mm -hmm. I think that was her. But she is one of the main like guest stars, I think, in the second episode of Poker Face. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah. And she plays like a cowgirl kind of trucker person. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, I, I think the movie was like inc impeccably written and directed and acted like it is a chef's kiss of a film. I just wasn't expecting to be taken down this road of being so dark. And I watched it right before bed. And I like, I'm the kind of person where I'll watch a movie like that. And it really sticks to me. And it was like something I had to like really have a palate cleanser afterwards. I had to like watch Below Deck for a little bit because I was like, that was intense and it was dark. Well, Michael, that movie is a cinematic masterpiece and you need to get out and watch more movies because apparently, I know. Apparently, I'm <laughs> That's just a callback to our previous episode, guys. God. <laughs> but that's what I'm... I mean. I totally understand that too because sometimes I'll watch a movie like late at night, like a scary movie or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, I have to watch Golden Girls before You're like, I go to bed now. I'm walking I gotta... around my house thinking I'm in that world still. Okay, like, can I... I tell you, this is so dumb, but can I tell you, did you ever watch did you watch the movie barbarian uh yes i loved it okay i did too it's also However, a movie that sticks with you big time uh every time i go down my stairs to mm -hmm. get to go to my garage my garage is pitch black oh yeah all i picture every every single time i go into my garage is that creepy mama lady running toward me no way every time no nope. it's because it's pitch black and i'm like yes. i'm like like hitting the wall like trying to find the light or the like because mm -hmm. the garage door also turns the light on mm -hmm. but if i can't find the garage door thing fast enough i'm like nope i'll just hit the light because like yeah and then i just picture her running at me right so when i saw that movie mm -hmm. i was like no i think i need to watch some like uh american dad here for a yeah, little bit yes yes <laughs> go to bed. i mean there will we'll, we will have that as a reference for like the rest of our lives of certain situations we'll be like have you seen barbarian like don't do that have you like that's right. always gonna stick with you but that's to, why I we need to it. figure out like a movie or two to watch when we're uh, let's watch and yeah there's gonna be internet so we can stream stuff too oh cool yeah. i have a big ass booklet of dvds still <laughs> nice me too i have all um, of my dvds oh um, yeah um so that's oh have you been watching did you watch the interview with the vampire show oh yeah so did you watch the new mayfair witches show? i started it yeah i think okay. i've seen two or three episodes so i think i've seen like four or five mm -hmm. i all i'm gonna say is that i wish the show would focus a little bit more on the talamasca this like weird organization that like mm -hmm. is following witches and right, supernatural right. things because the stuff with the Mayfair family. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that... I'm sorry. Sorry to this man. 
but I don't think that the guy that plays Lasher is like seductive or attractive, like en- enough. Like, yeah, I and, agree. And still, I-, I read the book, the first book, like decades ago, so I okay. don't remember. But I, I, I still don't know why this ghost Lasher person needs to be tied to these women. Right. So I kind of don't care. Like, yeah. if I knew why he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. why he needs to be tied to these women, then I would like be a little bit more invested. But I think a lot of the stuff with the Mayfair women feels very like, this is like a romance, 50 shades of gray type sure. of, like, like there's one scene where he's like, she says something like, I want to leave. And he's like, no, you don't. And then she's, she just like starts dancing with him. And I would have like, where is, where is the, uh, yes, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know? So like, and it takes a little while to get there, but sure. But um, yeah, I'm not there for like kind of the like romance kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that it gets a little anyway. But yeah, yeah, I think we're only like four or five in. Um, that's pretty much all the TV I wanted to talk about. I have a couple comics I want to mention, but you wanted to talk about a show. Well, there's just the show Traders that just came out, and I'm dying to watch this show because I I, I every time on my TV. I see the British one and the American one, mm-hmm. like like advertised. Yeah. So I want to watch them both. So this time last year, I was in Hawaii, and Tell I the had, children, Michael. <laughs> I know, I know. And I was um, sending in an audition for the show The Circle because I really want to be on The Circle so bad. And they responded, which I wasn't expecting to hear anything back. And they were like, "Hey, we're actually not casting for The Circle right now." We are casting for this other show called Traders, and we would love for you to audition for that. And, you know, it was a brand new show. I'd never heard of it. I was like, sure, whatever, I'll try out. So um, they gave me a rundown of the show, and they said they asked me to, you know, submit a new tape. So I did, and they reached out to me pretty much the next day, and they were like, let's let's go forward with you. So I went through the casting process of Traders, and this entitled entailed you know a lot of phone calls with casting agents and producers and I was having a really good time going through the process they were really awesome to talk to and just like personable and fun and like they seemed very interested to me they loved the fact that I was a teacher so I had this like kind of wholesome outlook but also I have like theater background so I know how to like talk to people and you know maybe stretch the truth a little bit um You've lived in a lot of different places. I've, you, I've yeah. kind of been all around. I, yeah, I know. And I, I'm really good at talking to multiple kinds of people and connecting with different kinds of people. And Which is great for the circle too. Totally. Yeah. So good for the circle. So um, anyway, they, they kept pushing me through and I kept talking to people. And then it, you know, by the time I got back to Portland, they wanted to do like one last zoom call uh with one of their casting people um and they essentially told me that it was like down to picking the cast of who they had left so i was at the last stage and then they did not pick me um which was bittersweet because a part of me was like god i don't know like taking like you know you could you could be gone for up to like five or six weeks and i was like i don't know how that would work with my job and like, and things were just kind of like still fragile at work. I was building a new team. So it just wasn't 
I and I was like preparing for the wedding and there was just so much going on in my life that I was like, maybe this is all for the best. And I didn't feel too much of a FOMO about it. And also, I didn't know if this was going to, you know, there are so many reality shows that get made all the time that nobody ever talks about. So I was like, this could be some like bottom of the barrel show that like we don't even hear about. It could be on it also some... could be a show that completely gets filmed and then no network picks it up. And then exactly. So I was really expecting like like maybe that to happen because they didn't even say they were the same people who were doing the circle i didn't know what you know they didn't say what streaming service it would be on it might be on like fubu or you know something right. totally obscure so i just kind of let it all go and then the person who i see talk about it first on instagram is kate chastain who i'm obsessed with from lower deck from from below deck <laughs> or low, yeah below, lower decks is the star trek show I watch. okay yeah 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 <laughs> She is uh, the main head stew on the first like six seasons of Below Deck. And she's like, why I love that show. So when I first saw that she was saying she's on Traders, I was expecting her to say she was the host. I was like, she's kind of a big oh. deal to me. No, she was a contestant. The host is Alan Cumming. The show is on Peacock and it is just blowing up. Everybody's loving it. Um so I'm on like Kate's Instagram and I'm seeing her go to like Andy Cohen with the whole cast for watch what happens live. And like, they're like doing premieres everywhere. And like the cast is just like having a heyday with this show. And it, I will admit I'm a little bit of a bitter Betty that I'm not on it because seeing what they're getting to do now looks really fun. I, so I haven't watched the show and I really need to, especially because show that's going to change the, is it like a competition show that changes yeah. the cast every season? Totally. And I I should watch it. And the same thing happened with the circle with a previous season where they did reach out to me and I talked to them back and forth a little bit and, um, did, they didn't go forward with me then either, obviously, but, um, I had a hard time watching the circle after that because there's something about like, if you were that close to being on a competition show, especially like you analyze it, you're like, that could have been me. I would have done this. Why didn't this person do that? Yeah. And like, uh, and and it's like, there's something about being on a reality show for their first season. You can kind of get away with a little bit more because you're like, I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm kind of winging it. And you're kind of the, like the, the, you know, the first crew to do it. So now that it now the first season's out, I'm like, uh, now there's gonna be all these people who like are gonna try to get on and have have this whole agenda that I'm not the kind of person to create. So I don't know. I I haven't reached out to them. I was thinking about just like shooting an email, being like, hey, I'll do another, you know, I'll try out Listen, again. It's the people that follow up that usually it's true. It's true. Because um, because a and... lot of people who went for that first season and didn't get it are like, oh, fine, whatever, and they move on. Right. But and if you you know respond because look at how like um like they asked so many people who were on season two and three of Drag Race to be on season one yeah for sure and then they either couldn't scheduling or they decided to go with mm-hmm. someone else or whatever so it's yeah. like year after year they bring people who totally you know they've already seen or whatever yeah yeah I I need to watch it and I will probably reach out okay to them. but um if I'm you know I'll try to watch it too but if for some reason. We both haven't seen it by the time we go away. We could, yes. We could start I, it. I'm so, I'm, I think I have plenty of TV to watch from here to then. And I actually was planning on starting it in Hawaii uh, this last week because I had friends there and I was like, it's the kind of show I don't really want to watch alone. Let's, let's, uh, let's save it and watch it on our trip. I, yeah, I want to watch it with people so we can kind of talk it out together because I've had people message me, be like, dude, you would have been perfect on this show. What, like, uh, what um, streaming services? It's on Peacock, which I have. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, but well, maybe yeah. I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch the British one a little bit and see. Do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyone who's seen it has told me that I would have been really, really good on it. Um, well, you know what? Think about I'm like, curious. You, like, yeah. There's something great about being the prestigious. Like, yeah, I was on the first season of Drag Race or whatever. But right. look at what it's become. It's such a different thing. So right, right, right. Maybe it'd be cool if you were on season two or three. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You know who wants um, to be who wants to film season one season one of Top Model and Tyra's Garage Girl? Oh my God! <laughs> or like, season one know, of Drag Race in, in, RuPaul's, in RuPaul's Garage. garage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um. So I'm curious about it. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can check my pride. I am a, able to do that sometimes. Nice. Um. But yeah, um, that's all I had. Nice. I have got two comics that I just read that I loved, and I want to mention real quick. Um. Each one of them has two issues out so far. Okay. The first one is the new Gargoyles comic. Ooh, very 90s. I loved that cartoon. Okay. And yeah, this is written by like the guy who, you know, was in charge of Gargoyles or whatever. So it's sort of cool. a continuation of that story. The art's really good. Um, who is uh, story... publishing it? So Dynamite Comics is publishing it, which um, I don't know. I find... Well, I find it interesting because um, they just announced. The artwork's actually really cool for this, but they just announced that IDW is going to make, I think, a four to six issue miniseries about Scar from The Lion King. Okay. Do you think and they're so, trying to like work their way up to a movie? I don't know, but like, um, I think that it's interesting that Dynamite and IDW are producing Disney comics and not necessarily Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't know how that works, but anyway... Mm-hmm. The Gargoyle series is really fun. I know it had like a huge following. So um, if you didn't know, like there you go. So for some really weird reason, I have no idea why. Don't ask me why. I can't tell you. Jordan Peele is following me on Twitter. And I know that he has has mentioned that that he would love to make a live action film version of Gargoyles, which I think Mm. would be the most incredible movie. so I did take a picture of these comics and then like DM him and be like, I don't know if anyone's told you, but there's a new Gargoyles comic. Anyway, he hasn't responded. Um, but I did draw a picture of his character, Star Magic Jackson Jr. from um, my favorite skit of all time, The Gremlins 2. Oh, yes. Amazing. Peel. And I posted it on Twitter and he liked it. So whatever. Cute. Um, <laughs> my friend Steve Orlando is the new writer for, or is the writer for the new Scarlet Witch comic. Ooh. This is really cool. I'm going to bring it so you can check it out. Yes, on our trip please. If you want to read it. Um, maybe the third issue might be out by then. I'm not sure. But I really love this series. It it has some cool cameos. Mm-hmm. It's got um, a storyline that features a character I love and got to write, Viv Vision. Mm. Um, but what I think is really cool about... Oh, and you know, the, the, the other character that's featured in it is Darcy. The scientist from WandaVision. Oh, yeah, love Darcy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen her many comics, so it's cool that she's in this. But the premise of this series, I think, is really fun and would make an awesome TV show. Cool. And basically, the Scarlet Witch and Darcy own and run, like, a little magic shop. Fun. And there's a door in the shop that they call, like, the last door or something like that. But people randomly come through it. And people that come through it are basically on their like last option, their last hope. They have Mm. some problem that whatever. And we know that Darcy came through the door, but she still hasn't told Wanda what her like issue was. Hmm. But Wanda's letting her like run the store. Um, And so that to me is a setup of like a show because each episode or each issue, someone else could come through the door and be like, I need help and whatever. 
Um, totally. But the art's really fun. Um, the <clears throat> so, like I said, Steve Orlando's the writer. Um, Sarah Pacelli is the artist, and she did a lot of the like introductory kind of stuff for the Miles Morales comic when it premiered. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love the way that she draws Quicksilver. <laughs> oh yeah, right. He like looks really great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a really fun series, and fun. I suggest people check out Scarlet Witch. Um, also, they they released a new comic. Um, it's like a ten dollar book. It's called Har- Harley Quinn Romances. So it's like a DC romance Cute. book, but you know Harlequin romance, whatever. So they call it Harley yeah. Quinn. Um, my friend David Tulaski did one of the covers for it, and it's like a Superman Lois Lane cover. It's really sexy. Okay. <laughs> It looks really good. I'll send you uh, an image. Yeah, of I want to see it. Um, but I went to, this tells you how good it was. That's the reason I went to the comic shop. I mean, that and to look for the Scarlet Witch book. Uh, Gargoyles was a nice surprise. But um, I went there for um, the Harley Quinn cover, specifically for David's cover, and they were sold out of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's great for him. Not for him. So much for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, like, I want to frame it. It's really such a good cover. Fine. Um but anyway, um, that's it. Those are the comics that I've been reading. Fun, I have a I whole, it. you know, reading list that I'm going to go through. But yeah, I would love to talk more about the comics I've been reading at some point, too. We should do a let's, comic episode. Let's do a comic episode soon. Love it. Comics, guys. Comics, guys. And I will have read a bunch more comics by then, too. So Awesome. I, I'm actually buying um, some, <laughs> I'm buying some manga, like some Japanese comics, mm-hmm. because my favorite comic book series uh, Japanese one is called Rama One Half, um, and it's about a boy who, when he gets like hit with cold water, so if he like falls in a pool mm-hmm. or whatever, he tur- his body turns into a girl. Oh, interesting. Um, it's and there's a cartoon series on Hulu, and it's, it was like I discovered it when I was 16, and it blew my mind because okay, because it gave me so much like trans representation mm. without me knowing that that's kind of what it was, right? Um, because because his brain stays the same. Mm-hmm. but he's his body is a different body. anyway totally but um because it's called ronma one half and he like the joke is like two and one he's a boy and a girl mm-hmm. they have started reissuing that series but each volume contains two in one so the first volume is is volumes one and two okay. and so i just got that one in. it's like right there on my shelf oh yeah um and then some really random weird comics that i can't Fun. wait to read Fun. Oh, and I just ordered a Mario, Super Mario manga, like a Japanese comic. Oh, cool. And it looks really fun. So that I can't wait for that too. Yeah. Cool. So maybe cool. I'll maybe I'll talk about some of those. Once yeah, I let's do a comic recap. Sweet. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks listening. for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>